Friendship power flop. Friendship power flop. Let's go shonen flop. Let's go shonen flop. Welcome to this episode of Shonen Flop, where we talk about manga series and shonen jump that didn't make it big. I'm David. I'm Jordan. And this week, we're talking about Phantom Seer. And we're joined by our guest today, Megan. Hi, that, that's me. <laughs> Yo, well, Megan, why don't you tell us about yourself and uh, the truth of Megan Danger? So, Megan, though, do you ever tell people that Danger isn't your middle name because it's your last name? No, David, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you get that joke all the time. Nope, just you. <laughs> This is really destroying my self-esteem. I'm going to need, oh uh, man, I started eating Bavita for the fiber. Damn, I already had three packs today. I might have a fourth after this recording. My fiber game is going to be unstoppable tonight. Great, great. So glad I don't live with you. Okay, Megan, so why don't you tell me about like your podcast? So I do a podcast called Ono Lit Class, which is about classic literature and ding-dong jokes surrounding classic literature, which is more than you would think. That is coming to an end. That is winding down. After four years of being the internet's number one source of, of classic literature and penile humors. Aww. I subscribed to your Patreon at one point and received a letter written by you guys that had dicks drawn all That's over That's what it. you pay extra for. <laughs> Yeah, this is money well spent. I got what I paid for. Nice. I thought Jordan was going to be like, and I'm really excited that now I can unsubscribe to your Patreon and get my $8 a month back. <laughs> it literally said, you get a letter, it, it may or may not have dicks drawn on it. If it wasn't, I would have felt ripped off, but I didn't. Exactly. But yeah, that's winding down. Do another podcast called Fun Fiction. That one's not mine. I'm just on it. <laughs> that's uh, with me and Scotty Moore, which is where we uh, take a piece of, of treasured media of some kind and we inevitably make it worse. So you wrote Phantom Seer? <laughs> Bam! Hey! Boom! And as of today, when you, the listener, will be hearing this with your ear holes... Ear holes! Yes, your sweet, sweet ear hole. Oh, God. <laughs> you can listen to uh, The Weird, which is just, it's just launched. It's brand new. It has that sweet, sexy, new podcast smell. It's a uh, TTRPG. It's an actual play audio drama, a uh, horror comedy podcast. Nice! And uh, that's me, Scotty Morgan, and uh, Charles Kelly. I say these names as if they mean things to anyone, just because it feels weird to say it's my show when I do it with two other people. <laughs> it doesn't stop me. <laughs> Before we recorded, David was just talking about like in-jokes with our podcast as if Megan was supposed to get any of them. So you know what? You're totally fine to just say that. It's totally fine. But anyway... Speaking of Phantom Seer... No, you let me, you let me play. It's, it's literally dropping the day this comes out. I'm going to be a dickhead. Go go listen to it. It's called The Weird. It's very good. It's, it's spooky. And Phantom Seer is spooky. It all works out. Is Phantom Seer spooky? It tries to be. It tries to be. It's spookier than the average series, okay? This manga in general is very try-hard, I would say. Practically snapping its spine in half, it's trying so hard. It makes sense, though, given who's created it. Speaking of the very interesting creators behind Phantom Seer, let's move on to the manga details. So this series was written by Togo Goto, which is, I would say, with a 99% certainty is a fake name. Otherwise, he probably was bullied very severely as a child, much like Australian politician Donald McDonald. <laughs> 
That's a, that's a good name. And this was, as far as I can tell, is his first work. But the artist of this series, Kento Matsuda, is not. Jordan, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about why that name might sound familiar to them? I'll explain it to Megan since they, they're not familiar with it. <laughs> and Megan can be a proxy for the reader. Kento Matsuda previously drew a manga series called Tokyo Shinobi Squad, which is notable for being one of the worst manga that we've read on here and is also kind of racist and notable for being alt-right in a lot of ways. Jordan's underselling it. They say that immigration is the cause of all of Japanese society's problems. That is a main plot device to the series. Yes, yes, that is true. I was absolutely underselling it. It's Don't read it, it's shit. I listened to that one because I remember you guys saying that you hope maybe the artist would find other things to do because the art was pretty okay. Narrator, they did not. Well, we got what we wished for, I guess. <laughs> I Hopefully they'll try again because uh, the series actually just ended literally April 5th, so we're covering it as soon as we can. Funny, I went on the wiki and there's a thing that it used to have a time until next chapter countdown and now it says time since the series has been canceled and it says 30 days <laughs> when I looked at it today. And that's such as someone intentionally had to go and just make it really depressing that the series got canceled. The Phantom Seer wiki is like pretty detailed. It's clear that like a lot of people for some reason really liked this series. We were on a podcast recently, the My Hero Academia podcast, and I think we mentioned Phantom Seer and I think somebody said, oh, I love that series. So... <laughs> Well, well, we didn't. <laughs> I was in a, a forum earlier because I was looking up stuff. People are very upset this was canceled. We had at least three people message us on Twitter asking us to cover this series. <laughs> I'm sorry if you enjoy this series and you're about to listen to this. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, we just already established we did not like this series. Here's your warning. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so series just ended on April 5th. It's got 30 chapters in two volumes. Yeah, which uh, actually is a little bit on the longer side. Megan, for reference, we usually read about, I would say, 15 to 20 chapters. So this series actually had a pretty strong start, and then it just completely fell apart from a popularity standpoint. Yeah. Because here's the thing. I have no context for what is normal length of a run or like something getting like cut down before it's time. I, I watch anime, okay? I'm a basic anime watching bitch. So like... <laughs> totally get it. I am too. It's all good. Yeah, is this, like, weird? It's kind of shifted. So pre-2010, a lot of series would aim to be about 6 to 10 years. So that's, like, your Bleaches, your Naruto's, your Dragon Balls. And nowadays, it seems like a lot of writers are more, rather than padding it out, they just tell the story they want to and then move to another story. So that's kind of what you saw with Soul Eater, with Fire Force, where they really do, like, a really tight four-year run, and then they're done. So really, to be less than four years, under any circumstances, unless it was explicitly a mini series, means it's series did not do very well and so this series running for six months was not a good sign that was a good question thank you listener thank you yes yes uh <laughs> thank you for writing in <laughs> <laughs> very aggressive attendance to the q a by just coming on the show so you could ask the question to us directly yeah megan's actually the biggest fan <laughs> yeah uh, you Aww. know uh, first time long time uh you know hacked into your uh your google thing to be here <laughs> now i'm just gonna go <laughs> oh well bye see ya <laughs> We did sound effects in the show, which we don't because we are classic production. That'd be a great time. And though speaking of things that I'm a huge fan of, as always, I'm a really big fan of Jordan's plot description. So why don't we shift gears into going about the manga? Oh, God. Oh, God. So, Jordan, take us away with just your lovingly written rendition of all the incredibly numerous important events that occurred in the plotline of Phantoms here. Uh, okay. 
<laughs> she sounded like one of those like cow things. You know where you turn it and you go, and you turn it again. <laughs> I don't know if they still make those. Probably. I I haven't been in the young children section of the toy store in a while. I'm gonna say, what if what if he have? They're like, oh yeah, I was just there the other day. <laughs> We're gonna make a TikTok where it's just me doing that every day. <laughs> Anyway, Ibetsu Riku is a young girl who loves helping people and has the ability to sense danger, hmm? saving her friends from seemingly freak accidents. However, she is soon confronted by one of her classmates, a shaman named Katanagi Iori, and his super powerful older sister, Yoyoi, who informs Riku that she is what's known as a beckoning hand, someone who can see and attract ghosts or phantoms in this series. Iori proves this to her when he exercises a scary mouth phantom by summoning a big beefy phantom named Onyoki using a fancy key. Yori wants to become normal because he's allegedly a slacker and Riku wants to help him because she has no desires of her own. The two then meet a boring shaman named Kenma Oigawa who can summon little Tengu spirits and hates Yori because Yori fucking sucks. They team up to save a little kid that got caught by a mirror phantom because he drew a dick on it or something. Don't worry, they do. Then they go to Yori's sister's house where Riku decides she wants to become a shaman to help Yori because she has no desires of her own and Yoyoi agrees to train her. Yoyoi introduces them to Chihiro Kurose, who's like a womanizer or something. It, it turns out that beckoning hands like Riku have been getting kidnapped and mutated by Senju Doji, the big bad of the series who's a cute little girl because wow, that's unexpected. Anyway, Yori and Kurose confront Senju Doji and are losing until Riku shows up because she learned to make barriers, helping them win, although Senju Doji escapes. Then they meet a younger classmate who's in love with Yori and gets turned into a fox girl by an evil school counselor that they defeat who was working with Senju Doji. Then they go to a spooky dollhouse where people are buying dolls that make them act creepy. Turns out the dolls are being made by a really tall evil lady who's working with an evil little girl, but it turns out they're actually being controlled by the dolls? I, I don't know. Who cares? Yori uses a power he never used before to wear Onyoki and cut the giant phantom they summoned in half. Then it just kind of ends with nothing being resolved. That sounds about right. I do want to point out two things. For reference, they don't draw the dick on the phantom in the mirror, which would have made it a much better manga if they actually had done that. They don't show what the kid drew at all. Definitely a peanut. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what else would a little kid draw? There's no other thing. Yeah. It's actually why Jordan got hassled by phantoms when he got that letter where you accidentally drew on a paper phantom the penis. Oh, yeah. I had to have that, that letter exercised. Oh, I still need to get my knife exercised. Thanks for reminding me. What? So I have a haunted knife that I kind of stole from my roommate, but he didn't pay rent. So it's like, you know, but like there's definitely a ghost in my apartment ever since I took the knife. And like, it's really annoying. It's just like a whole thing. I remember when the guy sharpened it, he was like, this knife was not loved by whoever owned it before you did. Megan, I have no clue what the fuck David is talking about right now. Talking about a haunted knife that he got from his roommate that he definitely murdered. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Asshole left his fucking bed for me to take apart and moved out. <laughs> I just want to specify that all of my phantom hauntings in, in my life are absolutely dick-based. what it usually is. The other thing I wanted to point out is how you said yayoi, <laughs> and Tucker, <laughs> our pronunciation guy, very explicitly sent us a message saying, do not pronounce it like that. It is yayoi, <laughs> and I even wrote in bold next to the character's name how to say it. You know what, David? You really have no place to judge me for mispronouncing things, okay? So, uh, whatever. I'm just saying, Tucker sent you a written warning saying, do not pronounce the name the way you pronounced it. So that goes a little bit beyond my usual, oh, we're fucking up pronunciation jabs. 
Uh, no, it doesn't. Anyway. Whatever. She's still our big our big mommy GF. Oh, yeah. We talked about it in the chibi episode how we uh, <clears throat> kind of wish she would step on us, but <clears throat> what? <laughs> Hi, Jordan's mom. It seems like there's another character that the author really intended to want to step on him because he made a giant tall woman who makes uh, the main characters very tiny. Yeah. yeah. I immediately saw what he was doing. <laughs> This dude was definitely very excited about the lady from Resident Evil 8. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, who isn't? <laughs> who among us <laughs> does not want us to hold her, <laughs> be held in her, her her large, powerful arms? Phantom Seer, though. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of interesting characters, which the show doesn't have, show manga. God, fuck you, Alex Tabak, to fuck me up with that. You didn't even say his name, Alex Tabak? Alex Trebek? <laughs> God damn you, Alex Trebek. <laughs> damn it, Trebek. Why'd you have to be on television? Um, so anyway, going into the characters, uh, I'll start with the main female character. Alex Trebek. Yeah, Alex Trebek. Or as they pronounce in Japanese, Katanagi Iori. She has psychic ability. Or sorry, that's the main dude. I just These characters are so fucking bland. He has psychic abilities. He's selfish in that his number one notable character trait is talking about how much he hates doing anything. They say that he's a slacker and lazy. That's how you know it's true. Because they say it. <laughs> His real number one character trait is just doing what the plot wants him to do. Honestly, He will always make an excuse for why he actually needs to have agency in the story, even though he seems to at any point if he wanted to just never have to deal with the shit again, he could. Well, his, bi- his big sister will bully him, though. Yep. And I think the only thing vaguer than his personality is his powers, where his powers definitely change as the plot needs. Because he had a completely different set of powers in the first chapter than he does for the rest of the series. He pulls out a brand new power in the final chapter to defeat the bad guy. It's fucking crazy. Like, there's sometimes he can step on people's shadows and freeze them. He can, like, summon a weird-looking knife out of his shadow. I I genuinely am confused whenever he's talking about what he does with his shadow. And the problem is that half the dialogue in this manga is him talking about what he's doing with his shadow. Also, he can turn invisible sometimes, but it doesn't always work. <laughs> yeah. And he seems to, like, not be caught off guard that someone can see him when he's invisible. He's just like, oh, I guess it just doesn't work on that person, you know? Because I guess some people can just see invisible people sometimes. Yeah, he's not really caught off guard by a lot of things, honestly. His final main ability is that he has, he can summon uh, Ognyoki, who is a powerful phantom. Ognyoki. Sure, why not? But he does bad things sometimes in that he never does a bad thing in the series. So we really don't know what the repercussions of summoning him are because none are ever shown. I thought the series was about to imply that like when he summoned Ognyoki, Ognyoki went crazy and killed a girl. And the series up to that point seemed to have set it up for that to be what happened. But no, the girl dies because she... She's friends with Iori and has been healing him by taking all of his suffering onto hers and just acting as a burden for all of his issues. Fucking sucked so much. Megan, would you believe that um, this is literally what happens to almost every female character (laughs) that we read on this show? That's about right. Just like the girl uh, helps the guy by suffering for him. As one does. <laughs> yeah. You still can't top Guardian of the Witch, where that was literally the mechanic of the show, was making women suffer as much as possible. That was their power, to suffer, essentially. But speaking of women, Megan, would you like to talk about the other main character, Aibetsu? Aibetsu Riku. 
uh, Betsy Riku is the other main character, and she just likes to help people, you know? She just likes to do good, good stuff, and she can sense the phantoms, the ghost things, and I don't know. You get a lot of shots of her upskirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. She does not sit like a normal person. No. No, she don't. She sits with her knees around her ears a whole lot. <laughs> yep, she sure does. <laughs> There's one panel where they're going up a ladder and for whatever reason, she just decided to like stick her ass out as far as possible when she's walking up those fucking rungs, man. <laughs> wow, artist, you're really just not even like hiding it in any way, you know? Yeah. The weird thing is there was a panty shot that they censored. <laughs> <laughs> There was a straight up uh, scene where you can see off a girl's skirt, but then he put like a gradient, which I know he did as a post effect because of how lazy it was, where some <laughs> editor was like, you can't have a panty shot this blatant in the series. Tone it down, for God's sake. <laughs> oh my God. And you know what? I bet the writer is like, if we had kept that panty shot, we would have kept going. <laughs> that was it. I mean, judging by the forum posts, maybe. <laughs> it needed to respect women even less. Yeah. <laughs> and then she gets she gets powers, I guess. Yeah, she does. She gets powers after training for what feels like five minutes. She she trains for like a week, and they're like, "Oh, you're on the elite squad." I'm like, "You didn't even fucking know you had powers a week ago. How are you an elite member of this team? How desperate are you for people?" <laughs> I got these powers now. I'm like sitting here, and I'm like, "Wow, I feel like I really have nothing to say about her. Surely there's something more." And I'm like, "No, she has no fucking personality." <laughs> Does she have a family? She does. Do you know why she likes to help people? It's because her dad's a cop and her mom's a nurse. Right. Literally, like, on the first page, that is your introduction. She's like, I'm Riku Ibetsu. Uh, my mom's a nurse. My dad's a cop. That's why I like to help people. And then, yeah, that just doesn't matter. You never meet them. We never see anybody else in her life. This series, I'm pretty sure, was written by the Japanese equivalent of the person who wrote Suicide Squad. Because <laughs> it's the exact same writing style. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, we got ghosts that we fight. We're called ghost fighters. <laughs> we have phantoms we see. We're called phantom seers. It's just like, hey, what if Mob Psycho was a thing, but it was real shitty and had no personality at, at all, and the female characters were real bad? <laughs> This series rips off a lot of things. There's one I'm very passionate about how much it rips off, but we will we will get into that once we start tearing apart the series. Let's knock through these characters and then we can have some fun just shitting on it. Yeah. If I must. The last thing is her power set is also a ripoff of Orihime from Bleach, where she has barriers and disintegration. One of the few mangas I did read is I read the shit out of Bleach when I was in like either middle or high school or, or something. I'm like a million years old. I don't know. But yeah, when I think of like that archetype of like, I'm just so full of feelings and love and suffering or things or whatever, but, but they aren't, they don't like completely suck or he may is what I think of. <laughs> Exactly. The thing is, like, um, Riku's powers are just confusing. Yeah, they're, again, another plot-based power where her power, like, literally says my disintegration barrier can heal, which makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. That is a straight line of dialogue that is set. I am gonna disintegrate those wounds the fuck away. <laughs> hey, listen, you can't have a broken arm if you don't have an arm. Finger on temple. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you guys have anything else you want to say about her? What could you possibly <laughs> say about her? What more could you possibly say about Riku? She's got tickle bitties. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Speaking of, Speaking Jordan, I'm... <laughs> 
I know you want to talk about fucking dominatrix Gia, sister mommy Gia. God, she's something. Yeah. Jordan, why don't you tell us about how much you wish she would step on you? Oh, Katanagi Yayoi, who is like... <laughs> Fuck you. Yayoi! That one was correct, okay? I know, I just wasn't expecting it. <laughs> There's a dude in One Piece, I was watching it in uh, Annie's lobby, controls hair, and he always went, yoyoy! And it made me think of that every time that she showed up. <laughs> That's the sound you make just on the inside every time you see her. Yoyoy! <laughs> it's the sound I made. But yeah, so she is really cool, you know? Like, she's, like, psychic. She's got, like, a blindfold, because as we've learned from various manga, such as, like, Jujutsu Kaisen and Naruto, you're not cool unless you have something covering your eye. At least one eye. She has blindfolds covering both of her eyes, so it's really cool. She's, like, really strong, and... The less you see, the cooler you are. (laughs) Exactly. But yeah, she most of the time is just talking to the main characters by calling her brother Iori's phone and yelling at them. The problem is most of these characters don't really exist as characters. (laughs) Yeah, she, however, possesses the most powerful ability in that since she cannot see, she cannot read Phantom (laughs) Seal. That is true. That is true. Not much to her. She's almost like their boss, more or less. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing with her was, what was it? Like in the very beginning, Riku and uh, Yori are talking. He's like, oh, I don't got to worry about my sister because I left my phone at home. And it's like, she's an all-powerful <laughs> psychic. And of course, like she immediately like starts speaking through like Riku's phone or whatever. And it's like, you dumbass. <laughs> yeah. The ability to call a different person is not supernatural. Like, like, she can just call it. It's just, so, like, it's it's just so stupid. It's something that he should fucking know by now. Yeah, it's your sister. <laughs> Who's presumably been, like, an all-powerful fucking psychic for a while? <laughs> yeah. I'm just imagining she's like, he's not picking up. I have to use the forbidden art. And she just goes, hey, Siri, call Riku. <laughs> Cause she's fucking blind, so she can't she she can't fucking use a touchscreen phone otherwise. <laughs> oh, but she's blind, but she sees all, David. It's very it's very cool and metaphorical because it's like something you're not expecting, right? Sure, that's why I really like Jujutsu Kaisen, where the blindfold guy was like, "Yeah, I just wear this," and then he just takes his blindfold off like really early into the show. He's like, "There's no fucking around. I just like wearing a blindfold." <laughs> yeah, that series rules. It's like Flight of the Concords when. Uh... Oh, is that why he has an Australian New Zealand accent in the dub of Jujutsu Kaisen? <laughs> Shut the fuck up, David. <laughs> yes. I don't know what that is, but yes. <laughs> no, uh, Jermaine Clement's doing his uh, David Bowie, and it's the, oh, Jesus, I don't know, not Ziggy Stardust, whichever one has like the eye patch, and he's just like, that was a terrible idea to do the eye patch. Ruined my death perception. Oh, David Bowie's running to a table again. <laughs> It would be great if, like, you have one of these characters who wear a blindfold or wear one of these things just smack into a fucking wall, is my thesis here. (laughs) (laughs) That is fair. And then (laughs) to get back on track, I'm going to let's jump to the next character, Kenma Ogiwa. Want to take that name one more time? Kenma Ogiwa? Yeah. Sure, why not? All right, back at it, Jordan, I love it. 
You shat on me earlier for mispronouncing a name. There is a difference. There is a casual mispronunciation in Tucker giving very explicitly spelling out saying, do not pronounce her name the way you pronounced it. Hey, do you see that right there? Do you see that uh, that spelling out of Oigawa that Tucker wrote for you that you just completely walked through? I wrote that. Whatever. Anyway, let's move on. Shut up. I love you. Aww. He's a nerdy looking dude. He hates Ayori, so he's definitely the reader avatar. By the book Heroic Clean Type, he's like Tenya Aida from My Hero Academia, and he can control Tengu, which are like bird yokai things. I would definitely say I think he is the character I didn't. He's the only character I would say I didn't really dislike in the series. No, I hated him. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. <laughs> I don't know. He seemed like a nice enough guy. I didn't say he was great. I just said I didn't actively dislike him. Yeah, sure. I mean, he's just boring as fuck. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, but they all are. The recycling's better than the garbage. No, I mean, it's true. But like, here's the thing. The author at one point has him say like, I hate Iori. And usually when you do that in a series, that's supposed to tell the reader something about the person saying it. Like, oh, wow, that's weird. Why would he hate this character? That's so strange. There must be a deeper history. But we've met Iori. Iori's a fucking asshole. So when he says that, all it says is, oh, you've just been paying attention. I see you too have eyes. Like, that is a very legitimate opinion. I wonder if Kenma is like, man, Godfather, I don't care what anyone says, that's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Controversial opinion here, guys. Puppies? Cute. <laughs> I like that he just controls, like, he just has, like, three golden snitches with big noses. Tengu funny. <laughs> I mean, they function like um, sex pistols from JoJo Part 5. I was thinking that the entire time. He's like Mista from Part 5. Megan, I'm sorry. We can't not talk about JoJo on this fucking show. It's impossible. You can. I I'm just going to sit here and not and blissfully not know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys read about the next character, though? Just because I think we're a little behind. Sure, yeah. We'll just burn off these two. Megan, do you have a preference for which of the remaining two characters you want to talk about? Do you want to do Marie Kondo? Yeah, I, I want to do Marie Kondo. <laughs> the Reign of Kondo. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Oh, so that's what you listen to. I was just thinking, man, I don't really know the music David listens to. Reign of Kondo, though. Okay. I saw them live. Oh, that kicks ass. Anyway. Jordan, why don't you take it away with uh, Mr. Suit, the Sanji of the series? I didn't think you were going to pronounce that name. No, I didn't want to even try. Chihiro Kurose, he is the partner of Yori and wears a suit. I barely fucking remember him. Jesus Christ. He was, oh, he's the womanizer guy. Okay, right. Yeah, I barely remember anything about these fucking characters. He has fire abilities? I don't remember the fucking fire abilities. He's just so unmemorable. All he does is that, like, there's a couple scenes where he hits on a couple girls. That's it. I got nothing else to say. Moving on. I, I would just appreciate he owns it where he's like, Hey man, you're a woman. He's like, you know it. And I was like, well, all right, you can't can't fault him for knowing himself. Yeah, that's true. Every single character seems to be fully aware of their issues to the point where they will just state them, and that's it. <laughs> all right, Megan, wrap us up with the reign of Kondo. <laughs> cool lady wears suit, turns into dog. <laughs> and also, why does she wear heels? <laughs> David, you know why she wears heels. I know why she wears heels. But I'm saying as a society, why does she wear heels? <laughs> she wears heels so she can step on you real good. <laughs> yep. This series was definitely horny jail. God, so much. Also, I feel like her design was like the author trying to rip off Chainsaw Man. This is an archetype I feel that's kind of popped up in the last 10 years. Girl boss? 
Yeah, girl boss. She she runs an MLM. After she defeats the Phantom, she sells it for boy. <laughs> By the way, Megan, if you want to uh, try reading a good manga after this, check out Chainsaw Man. I've heard very good things. Oh yeah, we love Chainsaw Man. Whenever we have a series that we decide wasn't a flop, our next question is, is it better or worse than Chainsaw Man? And it's never better than Chainsaw Man. We just spoiled Jordan that you didn't think the series was a fl- not a flop. <laughs> Well, you can edit that out, David. We already have said like five times we hate this. What? I literally said one of the characters' abilities, special power is that she doesn't have to read Phantom Series, Jordan. Where do you think I lie on how I think of this series? (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to see. Tragic flaws that she can't read Phantom (laughs) Series. Speaking, though, of tragic flaws, or maybe not so tragic, why don't we migrate to why it failed? Jordan, what would you say, though, are some of the things that really stood out to you as weaknesses of this series? The biggest issue with this series is something that I touched on in the Chibi episode, which is it's so fucking ham-handed. Everything is so goddamn heavy-handed. Like, characters will just state their motivation. They'll just be like, um, Riku's just like, I like helping people, and that's her only character trait throughout the whole thing. Meanwhile, like, whenever there's a conflict, it is immediately resolved like the next page. This guy doesn't so much, uh, set up Chekhov's guns. It's like, with a Chekhov's gun, you load the gun, you put it on the wall, and then and in Act 3, you take it off the shelf and fire it. He just loads the gun and fires it. He kind of just shoots himself in the dick with it. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's a good way of describing it. There's so much shit that happens in this manga, and none of it matters. No. And it's because whenever there's a conflict, what you're supposed to do is then, like, dig into the scenes that that, that conflict creates. The thing that is most emblematic to me is the mirror storyline, which is just one of the worst chapters that I've ever read. Uh, like, there's a moment where um, Yori goes into a mirror world and encounters fake Riku, who's trying to convince him that she's the real Riku. Well, in most manga and anime, what'll then happen is that's an excuse to have a scene where fake Riku and Yori talk and we learn a little bit more about how Yori views Riku and we learn about the things that Yori notices. But no, uh, Yori is just so fucking competent and brilliant that he immediately notices and uh, kills the Phantom. And it just completely diffuses any potential interest that would, interesting stuff that would have happened in this author has zero patience and that's really one of the biggest issues i have with this series is that there is absolutely no scaffolding to the series everything exists in the moment there is no larger structures to the series everything about the plot is driven entirely by the agency of the characters essentially he has not created any nouns he is all adjectives all the time where he is building everything on top of one central idea without there being any new ideas. Like, nothing in this universe can exist that doesn't immediately involve the central characters, and that's why series like One Piece, where characters can do things completely unrelated to the main characters and still tie into the larger sense of the narrative of the world, can happen, while in this series, it's just impossible. Yeah, it goes into how whenever anybody talks about Iori, they just constantly are like, oh, he's a slacker, he's lazy, he's like, whatever. But then he actively puts in effort to get rid of his powers so he can be lazy, allegedly. Like, is a stupid, annoying character trait. That's why jokes and delivery of things doesn't work is because they're not really delivering things. They're just telling you stuff. Yeah. Things that they're saying doesn't line up with, like, the things that they're doing. They're just kind of telling you things and hoping that that kind of counts. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's like how like a lot of people um watch anime or action movies or something and they think that like the reason why a really good action movie is good is because it's like non-stop action but like if you actually watch the really good movies like that there's like so much downtime and this series does not know that look at john wick when they had that in the second movie that scene in the subway where they have to just sit on the subway for uh, like a minute in between the firefight yeah or Chainsaw Man. I think that this author read Chainsaw Man, liked it, and didn't realize why it was good. In Chainsaw Man, there is so much downtime. I've mentioned this on a previous episode. It might have straight up been Tokyo Shinobi Squad. But, like, there are so many moments in Chainsaw Man where it's just the three or four main characters hanging around, just eating lunch and talking. And they're great. Those character elements can be expounded upon in the action scene. Yeah, uh, my favorite, and I feel like, Megan, you're going to drop everything and read the series, is when they beat katana man and the main character is like you know what would be really funny let's just kick him in the balls and whoever makes him scream the loudest wins and it had nothing to do with the plot that was pure character building and yes this really does happen where they have like a glory shot of them just stomping this through the nuts and that's like how an arc ends you are absolutely selling me on this <laughs> it's a great series <laughs> It's either that or One Piece for potentially the best manga that's ever run in Shonen Jump. I'm never going to read One Piece because it would take me, what, a thousand years? It's 100% worth it. It's just a fantastic ride. You can grind it out if you really want to, and it's a great time. You have no idea how much Adderall I, I have to take. Dude. I totally understand. <laughs> I totally get it, Megan. I totally do. What kind of snowball do you think I was talking about when we were talking about microphones? <laughs> Damn, Dave. <laughs> To get back into it, I also realized that I actually did agree with you about the whole Mob Psycho thing because I literally had a note saying that Mob Psycho ate this series lunch, but I think above all the series that I actually think it rips off is Jujutsu Kaisen, which is like the cousin of Chainsaw Man, so I think we were definitely in the same headspace. Yeah. Same characters. Like, Gojo literally is on the art of this episode because he is literally what, what the, what's her name? I don't even care about these characters' names anymore. Yayoi. Yayoi, sure. Yayoi! 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 Tucker, I don't respect her enough to say her name right. But yeah, so th they're the same characters, same plot. It's the same idea where this dude was like, let me make Jujutsu Kaisen about ghosts instead of spirits. Except he didn't understand Jujutsu Kaisen is built into the framework of the series. I talked about this in the Discord. The characters of Jujutsu Kaisen have a lot of agency, but ultimately they are players in a world that's predefined, which is kind of how the series has a lot of lineage from Hunter Hunter style shonen compared to you know, series that are more like One Piece, um, where it's much more plot based. And so this series just doesn't understand you actually need to have a framework to have characters that that have low agency like he wants the main character intentionally is supposed to be a low agency character but he is forcing him to be high agency because if he was low agency nothing would happen absolutely <laughs> it's like on our tokyo shinobi squad episode when we mention <laughs> uh, it's gonna come up a lot because a lot this series has a lot of f the same issues as tokyo shinobi squad and uh, bizarrely they're with the writing even though it's the artist that's from tokyo shinobi squad on that episode um i mentioned oh well gene or what the fuck jim naruto that's what i called him on there jim's like uh his main character flaw was that he's a slacker and alex pointed out but he isn't a slacker and that's the same thing with this guy the first time we meet him he's a dick he's an asshole he fucking hates everyone around him like if they had leaned into that and he had continued to be an asshole i would at least accept it more but immediately after that he just completely like starts caring about people mm -hmm. and it's sort of implied in fucking chapter two or three that riku's desire to help has already rubbed off on him what like you guys just fucking met 
Yeah, I mean, the series has like a million time skips that, uh, at least for this this plot narrative to make sense, they have to have had a ton of time skips. How did the main character get so confident with her powers in what seems to be about a week? Otherwise, unless it was like months later. A week is generous, they don't say. It's literally just like, you turn the page to the next chapter, and all of a sudden, like, oh wow, she can waterbend. Yeah, it's fucking, and she was taking on, like, a big boss with her abilities. Yeah. Uh, oh, also, this series really loves explaining the jokes because they're clearly not funny, but the writer has to tell you that they just told you a joke. Yeah. There, there's a lot of, like, eh, eh, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Troubling with that, this series constantly has dialogue. I looked at five chapters, and there was not a single panel that had no dialogue in it whatsoever because the author feels like he has to explain everything. Like, this is clearly the work of someone that writes the script, hands it to the artist, and the artist just directly adapts the script without actually thinking about dialogue that could be removed through his art. There's so many dialogue boxes here that could be taken out and should be taken out. I have never, like, wanted so much to just go through a series with a red pen and just circle things that you could take out. They walk into a haunted dollhouse, and then, like, the dolls all look at Riku really quickly. And then she's like, oh, wow, that was weird. The I'm sure it was nothing. And, like, no, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I know what that was, and I'm pretty sure it was fucking obvious. You didn't have to, like, <laughs> I fucking get it, author. I get it. Speaking of, this series uses every single trope in the book. Oh, what are some standardized horror tropes? Haunted house, haunted mirror, creepy dolls. There's not a single fucking creative idea of how they actually have the phantoms being represented in this entire series. They go into so many abandoned houses. Yeah, it's fucking (laughs) during a mortgage crisis. (laughs) (laughs) The real villain is capitalism. (laughs) It's a satire on gentrification, actually. Yes. Vicious commentary on the state of capitalism. (laughs) Oh, this series doesn't have any commentary on anything. (laughs) I love how the final boss shows up in that fight so she can just be defeated in that fight so the series can resolve it. Ugh, yeah. She just shows up for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) And then she doesn't get defeated. (laughs) Nothing gets resolved. They're just like, oh, she's out there and she'll probably attack again. But yeah, you're right. It's like (laughs) she just showed up so that the last chapter could uh, could be a fight against the big bad and not against two random underlings that nobody cares about. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you guys have anything else negative you'd like to say about the series? Or should we go on to what I assume will probably be a very short what it did well section? The worst thing about this series is that it's forgettable. Just too much shit happens. None of it sticks in your mind because none of it's focused on and none of it's important. So I forget it. That's the thing, like, the tropes that it uses are, are that are shitty are, like, the same shitty tropes, what's it, Jordan, that you brought up in, like, the summary where it's like, oh, it's, it's the evil little girl again. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh boy, ugh. Man, you know what, you know what would be really creepy? It's like, if you saw, like, this, uh, if you saw, like, this, like, cute little girl, but, like, she was, like, creepy, wouldn't that be, like, terrifying? Because, like, you're not expecting it, right? Oh, you're blowing my fucking mind, dude. Fuck. <laughs> you know how dolls like are like a nice thing? What if they were creepy looking? Well, that's just weird. I don't I don't even know why you'd suggest that. That's kind of <laughs> fucked up that you would have that idea. Who even thinks like that? Listen, I can't always have good ideas, but you know what did have some good ideas? <laughs> well, <laughs> 10% of the time I had good ideas as compared to my 1% <laughs> was this series. So let's move it to what it did well. Man, it's sad. You go back, you listen to our Chibi episode. We were, like, so much nicer to this series. I was so much (laughs) nicer because... 
the art a lot of the time genu- genuinely looks pretty good. It's like well done. It's very polished. The artist is able to put a lot of detail into stuff and it's a lot of the time it looks good. This was an extremely well-drawn series. That mouth thing that they fight the first thing is upsetting to look at but like in the in the good like this is very well drawn after everything else that's the thing that sticks with me the most because it's just like mm, i hate looking at that <laughs> yeah i kind of also agree that uh the author's best designs were in the first chapter yeah that's always how <laughs> it is, is everything's best in the first chapter and then it just kind of goes downhill well in a bad manga yeah <laughs> the issue with his art is that it's just generic a lot of the time <laughs> Yeah, but the art definitely did not limit the creativity of the writer. There was a lot of really interesting core imagery, especially as the series got closer to cancellation, they just probably just didn't care anymore. They definitely do some really intense things. Like, it does give me some R. Blood vibes with some of, like, just having interesting static core imagery that gives, like, a sense of dread. By that point, I was I was checked out, man. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. Some of the drawings, they look creepy. They look cool. Uh, this is gonna be another what it did, did well section where we just shit on it still, because what the fuck else? But like, um, there would be a cool drawing, and it's like, oh wow, yeah, you draw that girl, you drew that girl, she looks pretty. Okay, yeah, that design looks cool. All right, I don't I don't care. They're not cool enough to save it. Zipman's designs were cool enough that saved a lot of the stuff, honestly. But, like, this does not have that ability. These designs are not that good. They're well-drawn, but they're, like, with the with maybe a couple exceptions, they're just, they're not that interesting. Jordan, this is making me realize what we should have done for, like, an April Fool's episode, is we should have, like, like talked about, like, a really shitty, like, a really mediocre series like this Phantom Seer, and, like, ten minutes and been like, you know, fuck Phantom Seer, let's just talk about how great Chainsaw Man is, and the rest of the episode is just about Chainsaw <laughs> Man for, like, 45 minutes. That's what we did in this episode <laughs> that we are recording right now. It's not that far off. <laughs> <laughs> Megan's just going to start reading Chainsaw Man in the middle of this recording. They will get through the first 15 chapters by the time we're done. <laughs> it's like, anytime I go quiet, it's because I have clicked open a tab and I'm just looking up uh, the first, you know, like, start reading Chainsaw Man. <laughs> yeah. David's going to get the word Chainsaw Man tattooed across his forehead one day. <laughs> I will get a Puchita tattoo if we ever get 100,000 listeners on an episode. Okay, so anyway, yeah, I uh, I, I kind of tapped out. I don't have much else. I mean, I kind of respect that they realized the female main character had zero agency, so she tried. It's just the series just through and through is decent ideas, really bad execution. She tries to get powers because she wants to help the main, the main male character, you know? It's like, she has, like, no desires of her own. <laughs> better than nothing. I fucking guess. It's better than nothing. <laughs> At least she's not her, like, phantom secretary. (laughs) (laughs) Is she not? (laughs) Anyway, fuck it. All right. (laughs) I was going to be like, guys, as a challenge, let's say something nice about the series that is not related to the art. And I was like, I don't think I can do this. Sit in a circle and everybody say something nice about about Phantom Seer. (laughs) (laughs) I got one thing. There was, uh, with the tall lady. Which one? (laughs) The dog lady, or, the, or the... like the you know you know what I mean the the like which fetish are you talking about, Jordan? You gotta specify. <laughs> the tall lady in the white dress with the little girl inside her. Again, you gotta specify, Jordan. I can't tell you how much fetish material is in this series. Phantom Seer, there's a fetish for everyone. <laughs> what do you think the porn parody of Phantom Seer was gonna be called? Fanty see her. <laughs> Pant- pantless seer? Oh, panty seer. Duh. Okay, I like that one. Panty seer. Yeah, of course you do. I don't know how to respond. <laughs> <laughs>
Anyway, no, what I was going to say is, um, this is like faint praise as fuck, man. But like they were, uh, they kept saying over and over again, like, oh, it's almost like the dolls control the people instead of people controlling the dolls. Like, it's like the dolls are the real puppet masters. It's like, yeah, I, I get the reference. You don't have to keep saying that. <laughs> so then we meet somebody called the puppet master. Oh, and then it turns out that, oh, my name isn't puppet master. I have a different name. The puppet master is the dolls. And I was like, well, okay. He didn't reveal that immediately as soon as we saw her. So, all right, you set up and paid something <laughs> off. Great job. Damn, that was the example I was going to go with. There's one part in this series, I say one part, this happens over and over again. One character, it'll be Yori. Yori will will notice something that a character said in a previous dialogue box and be like, well, you said this earlier. So then I have to turn the page to the previous dialogue box to make sure the author wasn't making it up. And it's always stupid. And there's at one point they walk into a house and there's just like an extra dialogue, bo an extra dialogue box saying, yeah, every now and then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A page later, they're like, wait a minute, I thought you were saying yeah. Oh my god, there's a phantom in this house that just says yeah. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> Fucking little John. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> god, that's so much funnier if you just imagine the yeah sound. Like little John, they didn't notice? <laughs> okay, um, let's move to where it could have gone now that we're already come up with ways we could have improved this series. It's already so much better. <laughs> it really would. Yeah. I think a easy thing that they could have done to have made the series, I would say a little bit better is if they just switched the genders of the two main characters. So at least didn't remove this really awkward, like females are useless trope to the series. Yeah, I guess she still would have been a boring ass character, but then it wouldn't have been problematic. <laughs> she just also would have been a dick. <laughs> 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 I do think it would be funny and cool if it was like, oh, all these like lewd like girl poses the main male character was also doing. Yep. That would be something you don't see in every fucking shonen jump manga. Have you seen the Hawkeye initiative? It's where they take like sexualized female comic panels and they redraw Hawkeye in them. Yeah. <laughs> and then what else? Uh, the artist needs a good writer. You know, maybe maybe the dude who writes Dr. Stone can team up with them after he finishes Dr. Stone. He's good. He's not that good. Dr. Stone guy deserves a better one. He could get he can get anybody he wants. He's got like he wrote like one of the most popular manga in the entire world. Twice. Because he also did I Shield 21. Oh, he did I Shield 21? best sports manga for people who don't like sports because it's literally like what if people playing football had superpowers but technically they're not superpowers but they are they're anime powers it's legitimately very good but yeah uh let's see just the idea of main character being someone who's brought into like a fantasy world and hates it i think actually would be kind of a cool idea you have to be very good at writing to not make this main character seem really annoying but it's kind of like a soft isekai like i could see this kind of being kind of like a konosuba style thing where the main character just really hates the fact that he's been brought to his fantasy world and he has to make the most of the fact that he's in a shitty situation as like a form of comedy megan it's okay i don't know what konosuba is either <laughs> Konosuba is literally an isekai for people who hate isekai. So the plot of Konosuba is this dude was like... David, you don't have to explain the plot of Konosuba. <laughs> Fuck off, Jordan. <laughs> you will enjoy Konosuba, just watch Konosuba. I believe it. There's definitely a great premise in the idea of a sort of protagonist being angry about being a fantasy protagonist and like wanting to avoid that in like entertaining ways. Keyword, entertaining ways. Yes. <laughs> 
That's what I'm saying. The writer, you have to be very good at writing to make that concept not super annoying, which this writer definitely cannot do. Because, yeah, I totally agree. That premise can be great. Like, reluctant protagonists can be a lot of fun. But you have to know what the fuck you're doing. At least. God, this guy doesn't. You have to at least give your character more than two traits, and one of those traits can't just be a lie that you repeat. Yeah. Complaining is not a personality trait. (laughs) As much as I wish it was. That would add a lot of depth to my character. David, your character has a lot of depth to it. I write fanfiction all the time. Oh, thank you. Uh, we'll have to do a dramatic Rule 34 shonen flop at some point. Oh, no, move on. No, next sex. No, next segment. Uh, do we have anything else to say where it could have gone? Like, I just... <sighs> I think they could have played up the yokai element more. Oh, and had uh, Ongi, the, the big spirit dude, actually kill someone. Yeah. Oh, you mean the thing that they were setting up for the entire series and then it, they, it showed that, oh, that didn't happen? Like, they, they implied oh, throughout the whole thing that Onyaki went crazy at one time and killed some girl that Yori cared about. And then it turned out, no, he didn't. <laughs> okay. This also reminds me, you know what's annoying is they have literal memory eraser squads, so the writer never has the repercussions for any plot that happened. Uh... The Fox Mask dude, they're like, yeah, we just recovered all the damage and erased everyone's memory, so... <laughs> Nothing that ever happens in this series will ever actually affect the world they live in. I don't even remember that. I just don't even. Really, it just never mattered. We didn't even talk about the fox girl, because who cares? Or the fucking evil school nurse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that, there's a dude with, like, the fox mask. Not the girl. Yeah, that fucking, I hate this series. This series sucks. <laughs> you guys want to go into miscellaneous thoughts? Yeah. So here's a thought. This series sucks. All right, let's go to final verdict. Yeah. <laughs> I'm writing detailed fanfiction about the two of you in my head right now. Oh, no. <laughs> How many times has the phrase chainsaw man? At least five. Oh, God. I'd rev you like a chainsaw. <laughs> oh, no. Awful. Ugh. I'm never doing this podcast again. Now we're co-writing it together, David. <laughs> I love it. All right. We'll, we'll talk. And when we meet up in Denver, we'll... <laughs> we're going to workshop it. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a great time. <laughs> Let's send Jordan a picture and be like, oh no. Uh, <laughs> oh no. It's just a picture of Jordan plus David in a heart. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to write that in stones at Red Rocks. Yeah. <laughs> hey, David, if you cut this, you're a coward. <laughs> <laughs> I will not cut this at all, dead ass. And I will do that. I will 100% brainstorm fanfiction with you if we meet a bud. And Jordan knows I would too. Yeah, I know you would. Anyway, miscellaneous spots. Megan, what else is on your mind? Now only this. Oh, no. Because it's much more interesting than Phantom Seer. (laughs) (laughs) What could be less interesting than Phantom Seer? It's... (sighs) Not much. Yeah. Tokyo Shinobi Squad might be less interesting than Phantom Seer, but not by much. Anyway. Yeah, it just feels old. Like, peel back the curtain. This wasn't my note. It was a note (laughs) that this feels like a manga made in 2005, but that is absolutely true. That it it feels old as hell because everything in it has been done a thousand times and much, much better somewhere else. Megan... We mentioned Mitama Security Busters, which I see David misspelled again in the notes. I don't think I actually know how to spell that series name correctly. I don't think you do. But anyway, the thing about Mitama Security is that it is a parody of essentially this exact premise. And it came out like a year at least before this series came out. And we actually like that series a lot. Like this concept was already old enough to be something that could be uh, easily parodied and everyone would get it before it was even a thing. So like, yeah, this is old as fuck. 
I bet like the Muscle Gear is like they made like a not funny version of my parody idea. I was like, how fucking stupid do you have to be to have done that? <laughs> Jordan, imagine in like five years someone makes a version of High School Family played straight. Oh god, yeah. Oh, dude, High School Family also Megan, one of the best comedy manga ever made. This dude goes to high school and his entire family, including his eight year old sister and his cat, are in his high school with him. <laughs> cat is like a cat but it has like an anime face and it just looks really fucking weird but it's the funniest shit you'll ever see in your entire life god there's this great great moment in the first chapter where it's like this kid he's getting ready for his first day of high school and then his dad shows up and it's like son today your dad starts high school (laughs) (laughs) why do you want to go to high school i've always wanted to be a high schooler and then he sees his eight-year-old sister in the high school outfit, and then the cat, and it just Gomez the cat, and says Gomez is coming too. Oh, shit. All right, that also sounds... Stop giving me... Th- you're giving me homework. We are literally about to have an episode where we just recommend High School Family. So this is a preview. Yeah, we haven't done our recommendations since Chainsaw Man, and Jordan's like, we gotta wait for the right time. And I was like, Jordan, High School Family, it's time. And you were like, you're right. Yeah. Because it's not canceled. It's just that great. We want to talk about it for two hours. Just from that beginning description sounds really good. After Chainsaw Man, it's the highest rate of people being like, that was actually one of the best things I've ever read when I recommend it to people. Yeah, th- doesn't the cat, like, take a shit in the principal's <laughs> yeah, office? Take a shit in the principal's <laughs> office. And then their middle-aged dad takes responsibility for it as head of the family. (laughs) They know he's a cat that just is attending the high school, right? Okay, I just want to make sure it wasn't like they think he's just a weird-looking person. (laughs) Just are fine with the fact that a cat is attending high school as a student. Oh, God. This series sucks so much. We're just straight up talking about fucking high school family. (laughs) Fuck. That's a sign. Let's go to the final verdict. Megan, why don't you start things off with, how would you describe this series in six words? <laughs> Wait, do you want me to read the six words on here, or do you want me to try to come up with six words off the top of my head? Be whatever. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Start talking, and you say six <laughs> words, and then you stop talking after you've said six words. That is what I need from you right now. Just put on the spot. Jordan, you t- told them in advance, right? Yeah, but I didn't do it either. Yeah, but you never do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been really hard for this series because what can you even say about it do you guys want me to start i came up with three and you can tell me if any of them are any good yeah all right so mine are what if matsuma security was hardcore yeah tfw no bully sister gf frowny face and i'm using frowny face as my sixth word because i couldn't think of any way to pat it out otherwise <laughs> and fuck phantoms i want to go home I mean, I feel like the Mitama security thing is just more accurate. This is what Mitama security was making fun of. Yeah. How do you take someone's idea that was just like poking holes at how dumb it is and be like, yeah, let's play that straight really badly. (laughs) God. I don't want to see these phantoms. (laughs) I don't want to see. That's good. I like that. That's really good, actually. (laughs) I ain't afraid of no phantom. (laughs) What if Shaman King fucking sucked? Fuck, why didn't we do a Ghostbusters parody? There were a lot of things we could have done. I mean, it's just... So we were talking with Jen about the cover art, and Jen, I was like, straight up, I can't think of anything because this series, I just keep bouncing off, and she was like, fucking sane. I can't think of shit to make this cover art. I, I think the pinata one actually came across really well. Oh, wait, I have a better one. I have a better one. Enters and leaves your head immediately. Phases in and out. <laughs> like a ghost. <laughs> like a ghost! That is six words. Ooh. Bam. If you could see me, I'm dabbing. Oh, very good. 
So I win the $5 Sizzler gift card this week. <laughs> For the record, Jordan has never won it. Well, that's because David's the judge. I don't see the how that's related. Weaving this into the fan fiction. It's going to be called Chainsaw Men. <laughs> Chains of Passion. <laughs> Listen, Patreon people, which this Patreon will not be out, but if we hit $10,000 a month, I will write erotic Chainsaw Man fanfiction about me and Jordan. <sighs> Where we have to deal with the fanfiction devil. Okay, but I, I won't read it. For 20000 Jordan will read it. I'll do a dramatic reading for it if you give me $20,000. I'm down. Anyway, Megan, would you say this is a flop or a certified flop? <laughs> not even doing or not. <laughs> that has never been in the game of this not being a flop of some sort. You know, honestly, I had a pretty good time reading it. No, of course this is a certified flop. This fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. This is like weird how it's like there's not anything really insulting like we talked about. So Beast Children Megan is the most like blatantly bad where like if you read the first chapter you're like this is atrocious. This is one where you really have to sit and like think and like drink a lot and then you're like wow this really was a complete waste of my life reading this. You just get nothing from it. It just gives you <laughs> nothing. It's just like so many people were upset that this guy, they were viscerally upset that this got canceled. And it's just nothing. It is a marshmallow fluff of a thing. That's a very good summary of it. I'm worried that maybe this episode's going to be controversial because we are shitting on it so heavily. And clearly there are people who like it a lot for some reason. I, I just If they do like it, it must be because of the art. Like, that's the only reason why. I think this artist should just go be a character designer because they clearly don't know how to find good writers. I feel like they'd be a good, like, Persona designer. Persona 6. Draw some dick monsters because obviously they go to horny jail a lot. There's literally a penis monster in Persona. Yeah, I think maybe they should just be a really, like, a good manga author's assistant for a while, honestly. That sounds good to me. Uh, yeah. And then, so Jordan, how's the, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this is not as good as Chainsaw Man, but is this the worst series we've read? David, you didn't ask me if it was a flop or not. Only only Megan has said it's a flop. Sorry, you're right. I, I go in order of respect, which is why I asked Megan and then myself. <laughs> this is like, this is fucking episode like 25 and you're still fucking forgetting this shit. Isn't Jordan, is this a flop or not? Yeah, it's a fucking certified <laughs> flop. It's weird because I, I didn't think it was going to be, you know? Yeah, me neither. It really just kept getting worse every week. It wasn't even just that it kept getting worse. It just never got better. It's so unmemorable. There's like a saying in art, the worst thing you can be is mediocre, you know? Because if you're really good or really bad, at least you leave an impression. Like I remember so much about Beast Children and I remember a lot about Bone Collection that I think is one of the worst things I've ever read in my life. <laughs> this, I'm not going to remember a single goddamn thing about. I don't remember the names of the characters already, and I wrote the character descriptions. I barely remember shit about this already. It's a certified flop. I think it's not as good as Chainsaw Man. It's not even fun to read ironically. Yeah. As shitty as Beast Children was, that is a series if you're like, I want to read something that's dog shit, you can read that and enjoy the fact that you read something that was complete dog shit. Like, I'm honestly down to read Beast Children again. I don't want to read this again. It feels like work is the problem. Yeah. Jordan, though, is this the worst thing we've ever read? Man, um... Is this worse than Tokyo Shinobi Squad? No, but Tokyo Shinobi Squad's funnier. It's funnier to read. 
You can make fun of the racism. Tokyo Shinobi Squad has a section of town where just everyone is a terrorist. I was about to talk about the terrorists, John. Everybody. All the kids are terrorists. All the fucking adults are terrorists. Whatever. <laughs> They're, like, it's hilarious. The bad guy shows up out of nowhere. We never meet him at all until the last two chapters just so there could be a big bad fight. There's a lot to talk about in Tokyo Shinobi Squad that is really funny and memorable because of how fucking stupid it is. Like the girl who attacks people with her clothing. And she's an ex-supermodel. This is up there with SWAT in that I will not remember anything about this manga. Forgot about SWAT, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did. Oh, man. Audrey was a great guest, though. Audrey was great, yeah. Um. Oh, man. I feel like Megan and Audrey would get along really well. Megan, SWAT was so bland, the cover art parody was about was Seinfeld because it was a manga about nothing. Hey. Boom, bam, 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 bam. That's my bam, transition bam. music into the shoutouts. <laughs> Thank you all for listening today. I want to give props to Jordan for making the opening ending theme and being a great co-host. Props to Jennifer for the awesome cover art. You can find her online at Art by Toast and Nigel for being our generous art benefactor. As I mentioned, in our previous episode this is our last episode with her as an artist but she was absolutely fantastic couldn't have recommended her higher she's just done a great job yeah i wish her the best of luck she said she will actually come back if we ever do a episode on mxo which is definitely something we've been trying to think about just because of how long it is so who knows keep an eye out you may see some art from her before you know it david is that series also actually pronounced mo i don't think okay it's canceled so who's gonna argue that's another great one for you to read megan if you want to read something get really mad that got, got canceled right before like literally gets super interesting and they cancel I'd love to give myself reasons to be disappointed. I know, that's why you came on Shonen Flop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know what's not a disappointment is I want to give thanks to Tucker for his assistance with pronunciation, translation, and other miscellaneous research. Be sure to check out Shonen Flop Guidance, his companion series, which goes into further detail on each of the series we cover here on Shonen Flop, and which comes out two days after this episode's release. I also want to give a thanks to Miriam, Nicole, Adi, and... Victor, like I promised you in Discord, for posting on the Phantom Seer, our chibi episode on the Phantom Seer subreddit, I was giving you a shout out, so here it is, buddy, for helping us with the social media and speaking of Discord. If you haven't yet, be sure to join the Shonen Flop Discord. Come hang out with us and talk about anime games or whatever else is on your mind. We also have a book club and do regular movie nights. You can find a link to it in our in the description or the link tree in our bio on social media. And finally, as a reminder, if you've been enjoying the show, please make sure to like, rate, and review and share it. It really does help us a ton and and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Shonen Flopcast and our website ShonenFlop.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever else you get your podcast. And above all, Megan, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to us about the absolutely dog shit series Phantom Seer. I am so sorry that that's probably 30 minutes of your life you'll never get back that you spent reading it, but hopefully you made up for the two hours of your life you spent talking with us today. Where can they find you? If they want to see something that's not as shitty as Phantom Suit. <laughs> One would hope. <laughs> Find me um, on Twitter at Meg underscore Danger, where I tweet pictures of my cats and thirst tweets about Pedro Pascal and... <laughs> <laughs> And also links to podcast things that I work on. But the big one that's dropping today is The Weird, which you can check out at joyintheweird.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Maybe they're checking your closet. Got like those old photo albums and that computer that you were trying to fix. And, you know, you that computer's still broken, but what's that sound coming from it? <laughs> Lean in a little closer. What's that? <gasps> That's the weird. Them's the podcasts. Is that me? Is that my voice? Maybe. I don't know. You should probably get that computer checked out. That's pretty fucking strange, dude. <laughs> 
You heard it here first. This is the first podcast you can exclusively listen to by ghosts that are haunting your closet. By phantoms? Oh, we didn't even talk about how I'm pretty sure legally the series had to say they were called phantoms because they very explicitly in the first chapter were like, they're not ghosts, they're phantoms, <laughs> which kind of had like a legal is saying don't call them ghosts kind of vibe to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we went to the chibi episode, but I realized we never talked about it here, and it's super weird if you reread the first chapter. Absolutely, he's like, never call them ghosts. Oh God! <laughs> I would also like to thank David a lot for editing. You know, if you like this show, it's because David edits the show down. Honestly, like, <laughs> oh man, this will be a fun one to edit. I can tell. Not this one. This one's been a lot of fun. They're always a lot of fun. They're always a lot of fun, but they're better after they get edited down. Yeah, a lot of things are better after you jettison 40 minutes, like my 40-minute um, solo podcast. That's yet to have an episode because I edit 40 minutes out of the 40-minute recording. Nice. <laughs> okay, and then just to turn it to general shout-outs, I want to give a shout-out to the So How About. Join Multiversal Watchers Andrew the Veteran, Seth the Newcomer, and the silent Uatu, who has sworn to watch but never intervene, as they experience every Marvel movie in order and determine whether the universe is worth preserving. They are the Watchers of Earth, one and lots of nines, because that's the MC. CU designation in the official Marvel canon. That's one and five nines. Oh, thank you for that note. That's really helpful. <laughs> Find them wherever you listen to podcasts or at So How About on Twitter and YouTube. And then I'm just going to play some promos here. Multiverse Q was your guide to the alternate universes now in podcast form, but now we're done. That means that yes, you can fully catch up on all of the episodes that we did. And we did a lot of them over the past six or seven or however many years it is. Go and check out and learn some stuff at multiversalq.com. Hello and welcome to Gamers Watch. I'm here with Sean. Hello, and I'm here with Harry. Hello. Now, this is a very loosely based Xbox-themed podcast. Myself and Sean have known each other for about 15 years, and we've been described by some people as... The two most negative people I've met in my life, and uh, we really hope that will come across. It's a badge of honour, really. So we want to say thank you for tuning in, and we hope you continue to listen. Thank you so much for joining us today. This has been David. This has been Jordan. This has been Megan. And you've been listening to Shonen Flop. Keep on flopping, flappers. Flappers.